0: Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au
1: to find out more about our Joycasts.
0: Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. We've got the three little monkeys sitting here. Well, we're well, we're all smiling, while I'm smiling. Who's got their hands over their ears? Who's got their hands over the eyes? I'm
2: see no evil. Okay. I'm do no evil. <laughs> which which one was that? Which one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, what am society? I, I say no evil. Is oh, whatever. that what it is? Well, something like that, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, you say plenty of evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. we, <laughs> just, we don't record it.
1: <laughs> but, but you're Chris, anyhow.
0: Well, that's right, and you're Gordon.
2: That's right. and uh, I must be filled just by elimination. elimination. Yes.
0: <laughs> Welcome, indeed, to our little program of history items. Sometimes we have a lot of gay history. Sometimes we have no gay history. We, we've got a little bit of a mix today in today's program. Uh, But we've got some political situations that we need to discuss. We've got a little bit of religion that we'll talk about. We'll talk about a little bit of medicine and a little bit of pop culture as well. Oh, we're we're, we're,
1: we're amazing how we cover so many fields in an hour. It's just...
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have much fun doing it and we hope you have fun listening to us. And we hope we enlighten you with some of our knowledge
2: we're a diverse program for a diverse community oh yeah. i sound like a public service <laughs> announcement
0: <laughs> you're not wrong norell <laughs> yes yes that's for sure oh what's been happening of late well uh we've got a state election coming up mm-hmm. and we've got the federal election the election coming up in <sighs> may next well, year. well before may well no um Christopher Pine has said it's going to be in May. He let that
1: slip out of his lips. Chris, it ha- that's the latest month it can be held.
0: Well, but he's confirmed oh, that has it's he? going oh. to be in the. That's uh,
2: probably the later the better at the moment. Yes.
0: Why? Why, why? Why do you say? Give that? us time to
2: forget what's going on.
0: But
1: but there oh, it's, we I don't right know. But then. but there's, there's so many things. There's there's all sorts of things been happening. Now, uh, no,
0: but there's one person who I understand is part of the election process mm. by one of the parties mm-hmm. and he's not even an elected person. In fact, he might have been a long time ago, mm. uh, but he left the, uh, the halls of Parliament and uh, politics and shouldn't be around still, but surely. He,
1: but he is. He was called the father of the House at one stage because he's the longest-serving politician in the House and when he retired, they gave him another job. Now, who are you talking about, please? I'm talking about Mr. Philip Ruddock, who oh. is having a whole thing about how it was to do with the um, our same-sex marriage bill that went through because they, all the right-wingers were complaining about the church was not going to be uh, have anything to do and all the rest of it, blah, 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 blah. And so they... In, they would decided they would have an investigation about how the church's reactions would be or something or other, and we're just waiting for that so to come So we out. can
2: have equal marriage rights, mm. but they're going to come up with a list of Things rights w- which we don't really have. So yeah. we won't be able to get married in a bigoted church, for instance. Something
1: like that, yes.
0: Mm, okay, well, you were thinking of Philip Ruddock. I was thinking about uh, John Howard.
1: Well, Mister Howard was the man that changed the thing in the first place. In six minutes of Parliament, he changed the meaning of the Marriage Act.
0: Well, he certainly he seemed ch- to have, didn't he? Well,
1: he did because he changed, made it between a man, one man and one woman. And Before that, was that it. it was just two people. Two people could get married, yes. But Mister Howard, he, in his infinite stupid wisdom, decided we. Who we, was
0: in his ears?
1: Well, his wife probably, and the church, mm, and but the which church, church. Which one, the Hillsong mob? Mm.
0: Could have been, yeah.
2: Beavers yeah. bunch, yeah,
1: yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> oh, so, didn't so, know they were running the country. But,
0: but I was going to say, how come the church has such a role in politics?
1: It always has had, it always has. From that's the that's no of, excuse. Yeah, I know it's no excuse, but it's always has been. You've had, you've had the church was the, the, the church mainly the Catholic Church in the old days because it was the only religion until you had Protestantism coming in,
0: and it was the educator.
1: That was right. Yeah, they would have schools and all the rest of it. And mm. But you've only got to, if you ever watch that, um, the Tour de France, and they go over these huge um, uh, buildings that were abbeys for the yeah. the education of the, the clergy or whatever, you know, they must have had hundreds of thousands of people being educated in those days. This is going back in the 1200s. Can, can we define
2: educated? They were teaching about
1: the Bible That's and the exact, church. That's about exactly right, yeah. Wasn't yeah. much science going on. Mm. Oh, but they, they, were, they were quite Science as well. The science uh, yeah, yeah, was going but, but
0: on. Modern scientists, you you test and you test for all the wrongness as much as for the rightness. That's right. Of supporting your arguments. Well,
2: you, you come out with a theory, and yeah. it'll if it survives being disproven, then it can become fact. In a religious school, you don't question religion because you'd be a sinner.
0: Uh, yeah, but also you might disprove a few
2: things. Homer Simpson, yeah. who I, was one of my life heroes, um, when they took the crayon out of his brain and he gained all the IQ points, he um, wrote down a mathematical formula, this proves the existence of God. And he was putting it under people's windscreen wipers out on the street. And Flanders, his next-door neighbour, is ultra-religious, um, hmm. looks at this, and he says, oh, we can't let that get out, can we? And started burning all these things.
0: <laughs> now, well, there's so much contradiction in the, uh, the the religious books of reference, not only in the Christian ed, uh, religion, but some in, in the others, mm. uh, that you think that, well, it obviously wasn't written by the same bloke and he didn't have a cross-referencing system. It must have been just an amalgam of ideas and concepts uh, the, the wind of the day. The uh. but
2: see what you do now is you go to a church that has
1: paraphrased it to suit whatever they your, want your beliefs. But you've also got to remember, Chris, that it was only men that wrote that. There was no women writing it. That's why it's called history. Mm. You see, that's the the, the thing with the, with the all religious books have been written by men, mainly as a control for, a control program for women. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's You see, women have always been put down like that, and they're still being put down mm. in, in, in all walks of life. You we,
0: know. Uh, I think we might take up that little concept a little bit later. All right, if you uh, wish. After our piece of music and some special announcements. But John Howard's little action of slipping that alteration to the Marriage Act in... It took about six minutes, That's you right. said? That's about
1: six minutes, yeah, yeah. He just, he just proposed it Did everybody... he grab
0: it out of, out of fresh air? Well, I
1: don't know. But I don't know whether he was going back through the centuries to the things that have happened in Parliament, say in Britain, where there was a man that put in a, a bill. Uh, he was doing a, a whole series of amendments to bills. He was named La Bouchere. Yeah. And um, he was a man, member for Northampton at the time. and This is going back in the 1800s. And he, in a... He was doing a whole string of things in the thing and right at the very bottom he attached a thing about LGBTI and about the um, the uh, way we were behaving and he was able to slip it through with hardly anybody in the house and it became part of the law.
0: Yeah, it was a an amendment to an act mm. and it was basically covering the behaviour and of women mm-hmm. and the age of consent. That's and, right actions that women could or couldn't do and then and, and it was you know quite a, a long document yeah. and then three, right at the three, end. three lines just tucked in the middle mm. uh, where no one would have noticed them was references to men and men's behavior mm-hmm. and whereas previously in britain men's sexual behavior with men was sort of just acknowledged but not really public pun punished but this act of monsieur uh, la boucher mm. uh, defined things far more e- explicitly and it really gave rise to the current attitude against gay
1: yeah but it was still back in 1553 when Henry the eighth put a Bill through got a bill through Parliament about the abominable vice the bu- bu- of buggery. Abominable yeah. vice of buggery, yes. And you couldn't. That was back in Henry the Eighth's day. Um, I don't know how long that stayed on the statute books, but um, it wouldn't would have been a bit upsetting for King James the Sixth or of Scotland or James the First of England, who had many boyfriends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. But it also the bill that was going through was because of the um, social situation in. Britain at the time, That's where right. a lot of women were selling themselves in order to buy food mm. to survive.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: And uh, this had to be uh, managed, of course. We yeah, had well, had once, once
1: again, a man trying to control women's yeah. lives.
0: And uh, th- there was hysteria over homosexuals um, mm. during this period. Oh, yeah. And La Bouchere decided to... Yep. Uh, Slip
2: it
1: in. So to speak. So to speak. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's have a little bit of music. We've got Make Your Own Kind of Music. Who's singing it? Paloma, Paloma Faith. Faith. Make Your Own Kind of Music. Philip, what does this mean? Crumpets. Song. <laughs> Crumpets?
2: <laughs> no, follow your own path. Be proud of who you are. And don't listen to all those other people. Joycasts and show blogs go to joy.org.au. Love
0: Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You with Gordon, Phil and Chris been there, done that Joy 94.9. That sounded like the Mummer and Papa's song.
1: A little bit. Yeah, I think it was. Like a
0: lot bit. <laughs> <laughs> that has actually come from a long time before. When was it? It was... Uh, way back in 1969, that it was a, a hit for Mama Cass mm-hmm. before she was ever known as uh, Mama Cass Elliot. She was just Cass Elliot mm-hmm. in those days. Yeah, from the album Bubblegum, Lemonade and Something for Mama. Exactly. And it was a hit at the time. It sort of snuck around. We're just hanging there. It was a good little song. And then you go, Phil, and you'd make some oh, comment about the, the subtext of that song.
2: It's, it sings to me that I can make my own music by living my own life, loving who I want to love. That's right. And it would be nice
1: to be able to ignore the rest of the world, but it's still there.
2: <laughs>
1: not allowed to, you're not allowed to ignore the rest of the world because, let's face it, things are happening in the world all the time. And but in
2: 1969, to- though, when that came out, that was the Summer of Love. Mm. She was in California by that stage, yep. having come from the East Coast and they would have had a general belief that they were changing the world and they had
1: changed the world oh well the the, the whole world was changing because they, by then they'd had the the pill had been introduced into the into the yeah. sexual, w- revolution sexual revolution was yeah, the, the yeah. pill so was they power. they had power and change yeah good on them
2: whereas they would have looked back at the 40s and 50s as being the dark ages yeah yeah. Well, and they just went out and did what they wanted.
1: Yeah. Yay. Way. And we're still doing what we want to do.
0: Well, with
1: a. But we've still got to
0: fight our own battles.
1: Oh, yeah. We're still fighting them according, according yeah. to the, some of the things that have been happening overseas. Uh, hmm.
0: Now, and we, we try and incorporate here into some of our little reports. Things that have happened, like last week we talked about Singapore and the month of August being the month of Pride celebration, Singapore. So things are changing for some people as well. Apropos
1: of that, there was a big article in the paper. They were saying how the Chinese Singaporeans are getting very worried that China is taking over Singapore. They may no longer be a city-state. Oh. Mm. Mm. Very interesting article.
0: But Singapore was spun off Malaysia. Malaysia. Well, yeah, so, right. mm-hmm. you know, well, uh, there should be a limit, therefore, to the mainland, mm-hmm. number of mainland Chinese in but, Singapore. But they were saying and that
1: the island of the Chinese were saying that they are Singaporeans, they're not Chinese. Yeah. Mm, so Wow. Mm, so it's interesting. Well, of
0: course, just to carry that one step further, Taiwan is going to be lassoed mm-hmm. very, very soon, I would imagine. Yep. That'll be a passive takeover. Bang.
1: Well, when you go to China, you get there's a a, a laneway for Taiwanese yeah. Chinese to go through. Wow! When you go to the airport, and mm. I
2: have to bring in a Simpsons reference. <laughs> go for here. it. The, um, Homer changed his name because a, a stupid character on TV was called Homer Simpson. Oh! So he changed his name to Max Power, which he got the name of his hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so he became the the talk of the town. He was going out with all these powerful business people. And they're walking through the door, they're exiting the gym and going out to lunch. And um, this guy says to Homer, you like tie? Homer says, yeah, you like shirt?
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. So, a man of the world.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Back in 1095, that's a long time ago, Mm -hmm. Christian soldiers entered Jerusalem after a siege during the First Crusade, and murdered almost every inhabitant of the village.
1: Of the whole place, that's right. That's, that's that was the, that
0: was Jews.
1: Uh, yep, and, and Arabs, Arabs. Arabs And Muslims or whatever were there at the time, they all got massacred by the um the Catholic Christians. Yeah, it's and amazing.
0: A very nice band of fellows, obviously. Mm, mm, mm. And I presume that they were saying carrying the book before them and saying, I'm doing it in the name of the book of uh, the the gods Mm -hmm. and just let mayhem and blood flow.
2: Mm. So they were saying these other religions cannot exist because
1: it's not the word of our Lord. That's probably right too. But then again, when, when it was retaken again many years later by the Muslims, they didn't kill anybody. Everybody was saved. The Muslims, when they got back and they didn't kill any Christians, they just let them live.
0: Yeah, isn't that interesting?
1: Yep. It's amazing because they did not do anything to do to take their word of God was that they had to be nice to everybody. Yeah. And so that they didn't kill anybody, didn't kill the Christians. So anyhow, but then if, we, if we're getting on to Christians, what about the, the latest edict from the Pope?
0: Well, not quite. I don't think it's actually, it's not an edict yet, isn't it? but oh. it's, it's close to mm. because over the last, oh, maybe 30 years since John Paul II, Pope, um, there's been some change in attitude towards this, uh, the concept of killing of of another human being.
1: Like the death penalty.
0: Well, death penalties of uh, the justification of killing in wars, Mm. things like this.
1: Well, you're never going to justify killing in war, are you?
0: No, but there's confusion because the book of reference, the, the rule book, it's going to you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth sort of thing, okay, you know, smite the other fellow on the cheek and bang, bang. You but that's the vengeful
2: br- God. We've got a better one now.
1: Yeah, but that's that's, oh. that's the Jewish situation is the eye for the eye. Yeah. yeah. The Old Testament.
0: However, in certain circumstances, like war, when one country is fighting another, it, it was sanctioned by the church that okay that that might be a sin but you could be forgiven for that mm. but now they're sort of changing the concept of of where it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate mm. and killing another person for a social
1: crime yep like the death penalty like
0: the death penalty in a in a, a jail mm. uh, is is no longer sort of being looked upon favorably
1: Yes. No. The Pope. This Pope has decided that it was. It should be not. It because it. It, it takes away the dignity of the human being to to have to um, kill. Now, one. isn't mm. that
0: interesting mm. that it's come back to the dignity of the human being? Mm. It's sounding like a humanist religion.
1: Well, that's the whole. The whole thing. Over the centuries, things change. You know, and change change is always on the cards for everything an apology wouldn't hurt well, yeah an apology wouldn't hurt to sorry us we anyhow. killed everybody we didn't like yeah this is right yeah but it, it's just one of those things that the um, they, they're still working on it it's just a, mm. a, it's still a thing there's a oh
0: well you know off with his head yeah uh, was sort of the only remedy for for social crimes yeah nowadays right. we've got penitentiaries you've got social you you can have detention at home you can have the ankle bracelet or mm. whatever you, you needn't cut off the hand of the thief yeah to stop him from thieving you see well the last sort of person thing.
1: the last person i think that was killed in in australia was ronald ryan here in victoria yeah way back in 60s i think it was yep mm. we were on
2: summer holidays in torquay and were you Mom and dad were listening to that on the radio it was, mm. it was mm. Not exactly entertainment.
1: No, but no. But see, we we Australia no longer has the death penalty anywhere, and they were fighting to have it stopped in um, Indonesia when they were trying to kill the two um, guys. That they finished up killing the the artist guys were drug runners, unfortunately. Mm. Yes, but but the Catholic Church is also is getting well, a bit more towards our way of thinking too. The LGBTI, Well, you isn't see, they? if they
0: can change their attitude on the death penalty, mm. they can also change their attitude on the role of the laity hmm. in the church. Therefore, instead of being a pyramidical type yeah. organization yeah. with the Pope at the top or God above the Pope, hmm. uh, and then the l- lowest shelf being uh, the rest of the mob,
1: hmm.
0: now it's going to be a flat organization and there won't be a ruling class and a peasant class that they can start to, to argue for the case of not the sanctity of priests and their ultimate overprotection by the church at the moment, as we've seen. Uh, they've got to be more accountable uh, for the priestly actions. And I I believe that they will also come around to letting the women have a greater role in the Catholic Church.
1: Well, they, 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 women should be involved in all sorts of things These and, that, that have become particularly male-dominated, yeah. you know, and because so, they bring another way of thinking to, th- to things. Well,
0: it's been a boys' club so far, oh, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So having done that these sort of barriers that have all been put up there previously are coming down and attitudes are changing and mm. i wouldn't be at all surprised given the pressure from some of the protestant churches for same-sex marriage that the catholic church will also temper its attitudes the world is changing mm. and it will have to find its way through the the, uh, the quagmire, picking out those little phrases in the books, in the good reference books, that suit the changing
1: circumstances. But, but Chris, I have a feeling that um, I won't live to see it.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
2: yes. It'll uh, be slow, but they're, they're losing... Customers the, well, So they've got to loosen the rules Losing
1: re- re- relativity actually Because mm. they're, they're not relating to Well anything.
2: the Pope doesn't rule the world anymore no. just got He to get did over once that. upon a time Of course but he did But that's then, yeah.
1: this is now Yeah, that's right It wasn't when it was um, Luther that sort of put a stop to all that With his and Protestantism
2: As far as I can tell God hasn't come up with any new ideas for thousands of years
1: No, not at all So <laughs> he
2: should lose his job <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh that's no good You're being too tough on the fellow yeah, Could they're doing woman. Their best.
1: What's that playing in the background? Music. Music. I'm pretty talented.
0: Oh. Oh. Sounds like a sparrow singing. Oh, Could be Sam. Sam Sparrow. Tweet, tweet. Happiness.
2: I can see the sun coming up, and I need it. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've been down for a while. They said the grass is always greener, but you know I haven't seen her. I feel like I've been
1: dying for a smile. Australia's only LGBTI radio station, Joy. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne.
0: joy.org.au for the world. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. I've had a prick recently.
1: You've it's, had a needle for something.
0: I have, I have.
1: And what was it for? It was for the flu. Uh, the flu injection. Yes. yes. Well, of course, that was the, that's was that. been the um, saviour of a lot of people's lives, having injections to combat uh, diseases, isn't it? Well, I when I was a little tacker,
0: I can remember being taken along to the hospitable and being given injections for various bits and pieces, but I always seem to think that they they were horribly big instruments that were jabbed into my arm, Mm. and they seem to burst the skin open, whereas these days, if if you've been to the dentist recently, the the actual hypodermic needle is so thin, it hardly needs to be jabbed in at all. You
1: have needles at the dentist?
0: Oh, excuse me, all right then.
1: I don't. (laughs) Well, you like the pain. No, I don't.
2: But see, you're a little bit bigger than you were as a boy too, so oh. the needle is relatively smaller than you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, smaller, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> we had the polio vaccine on a little Dixie spoon, oh, right. and it was this little pink droplet. It was very, very sweet, and I guess that's why I don't have polio. That's the Salk vaccine. Yes, that uh, would have been the 1960s.
0: And yeah. prior to that, I had a TB vaccination, which was in not a subcutaneous injection. It was a surface section of my arm was scratched and then the actual TB was rubbed straight into it. Was it? And I had a little scab on my arm, which festered. It did what it had to do. I thought that was
1: smallpox that they did.
0: Well, that might have been smallpox, but whatever it was.
1: Yeah, it'd be smallpox, um, I think,
2: rather than TV. In 1975, we got colour TV. Did (laughs) we? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Phil. You got a Simpsons joke to go with that? No. (laughs) But I watch TV. I
2: watch The Simpsons on the TV.
1: All this goes back to one man, Louis Pasteur. Well, who, yeah, who in, who invented vaccines basically? And uh, he was the he, he vaccine for rabies. Or discovered them. Or discovered them. Yeah. He discovered yeah. that by giving you a a small dose of the 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 thing that you were going to get, it built up your immunity, which stopped you from getting it.
2: I guess he he discovered germs, really. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And like pasteurization was well, how to named, get germs out of your milk. That's right. That's named
1: after him, of course.
0: Yeah. yeah. Louis Pasteur's experiments with bacteria conclusively disproved the theory of spontaneous generation and it led to the theory that infection is actually caused by germs and by these microorganisms, he investigated uh, how you could sterilize, how you could disinfect and, and overcome those little microbial things. Mm. And he created and tested vaccines for diphtheria. I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, cholera, yes, yellow fever, plague, rabies, anthrax, and tuberculosis. Mm.
2: We've just been talking about religion. Mm. You would have had to have a certain amount of faith in what he was doing because you can't see germs. Oh, no. You, you had to believe his statements that they exist and he can stop them.
1: Yeah, but being a, being a scientist, of course, he was probably being, probably held in fairly high esteem. And if he said that there was, he had discovered these germ things, he would have been believed.
2: Well, he would have had to prove his theory yeah, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, that's so. right. He was the forerunner of all these yeah. things that we have been now. Just go along to a doctor and get a needle to stop you getting the flu or whatever.
0: Initially, he'd, Pasteur had been actually trying to work out the rabies virus mm. because dogs were running around and biting people and passing on this madness. And he was an opportunity. He were, he had a problem that needed a solution, and he was trying to do the anti.
1: Making a vaccine against it.
0: And in this, in respect of young Joseph, a nine-year-old in 1885 who had been bitten by a rabid dog. Pasteur tried his proposal on young Joseph, and Joseph didn't develop rabies. So someone had to be the guinea pig. Guinea pigs weren't invented just for laboratories, but eventually scientists like Pasteur and the rest of them realised that they needed an equivalent of a human
1: test bed.
2: Yeah, well, it's the... Oddly enough, they weren't using guinea pigs as guinea pigs. They were using people because they hadn't figured out. Oh well, you know, we could lose a guinea pig
1: or which. a rat or something, or rather, yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, also, you've got to remember that it's, it's around about this time that uh, uh, Fleming was looking at um, penicillin.
0: Alexander Fleming. Alexander Fleming.
1: Fleming. Yeah. yeah. And there's another thing that was well, that was the, the, the was to be the wonder drug. It was to kill everything that we got. You know, which we became infected with. Penicillin was uh, it was going to be the actual wonder drug, and mm. he developed it just before the first Second well, World
0: War. it was by accident mm. that he stumbled across this. He was a bit of an untidy worker in the laboratory. In the summer of uh, nineteen twenty-eight, he went away for a holiday, but left a cluster of uh, those little glass plates
1: yep. agar, uh, with growing plates.
0: Mm. Uh, bacteria lying about on his desk. And on upon his return, uh, he noticed that on the influenza virus that was in the gel uh, actually had a mould on it, mm. but the mould was pushing back
1: the the, 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 the actual the germ.
0: influenza germs. Mm, mm. And he realised that, okay, what was in the middle of this little circle was in fact the antidote to the virus.
2: But he had to have the right smarts to interpret that correctly, Ooh, to look yeah. at just a... A plate,
1: yeah, mm. and think, well, what's actually why is happening it here? Happening, yeah. But that's why he was a scientist, because he—that's the way his brain would have been working, looking for these serendipitous things that happen. He was uh, an amazing guy, but he didn't actually develop the penicillin. He didn't did he?
0: get it in his lifetime. No, no. That was left to Howard Florey and Ernst Chain. Yep. They were refining and refining and refining this what they called penicillin, and it was used on troops in world war 2 that's right yes. they were the guinea pigs they were the guinea- because they were the ones in a highly infective uh, environment on the war field
1: they were also highly sexualized too they would get they had lots oh. of stds they were well they weren't called stds in those days but the um, pox they were the pox and the gonorrhea and all the rest of it and they found that this penicillin would cure it which was absolutely wonderful because they weren't sent home in disgrace, mm. which is what they had been done in the first World War. And infecting their their own families. That's right. Yeah.
2: But penicillin was very much in development then it was an
1: experimental. it oh, yeah, was still drug. experiment. Yeah, they're still experimenting with it. and the first person in Australia that had it was a, a young lad.
2: We was a seven year old in Sydney and the drug wasn't available in Australia. So I I don't fully understand what context you use, but his dad was a doctor.
1: Yeah, he was a Navy, a Navy surgeon. Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah. And the drug, I guess, was being used. He knew about like, the drug. Yeah, I don't know if the Australian military were using it, but they somehow and very secretly got a dose from sent the, out. From, from, the from the US. From a, yeah, mm. And this seven-year-old is now 82. And still alive. And still going.
1: And a grandfather and a great-grandfather or something rather, thank, thanks to the penicillin.
2: Yeah, if you... Probably Google it a bit. Some of the letters that were written between these doctors saying how you, you've got to keep this secret. But one letter said, even if someone else in your family has got those symptoms, don't mention the penicillin because they obviously couldn't just get it any that here, they want.
1: But he's he's still alive at 82.
0: Yeah, but the sad thing is that the human body and viruses have developed immunity oh, yeah, against penicillin.
2: Because we have overused over-prescribed penicillin well, for things that don't rec- is not required for. Yeah.
1: the trouble is that a lot of people go to the doctors and they want. A they've got anti- to leave with a tablet. Ha- they've got to have an antibiotic to cure that would if they just let it go, it would cure itself. Well. And if
2: the doctors were smart enough, they would have written placebo prescriptions, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. people would have gotten better.
1: Mm. But it's, it's it's just that's caused a hell of a, a thing with the uh, medical profession at the moment with the with the um, these germs that are around now well, they're super bugs they're, they're super bugs that they can't be cured they've, they've now got to find a way to do it
0: and i think they're actually looking back to folk remedies well that doesn't surprise vegetations hmm. and other things that other peoples in the world have had their own way of solving even the west the eastern states uh, russia their form of medicine is quite different from what we'll call Western medicine.
1: You see, you've also got your own indigenous population here who had their own medicines <laughs> yeah. from the from the from the, so the, the the things that were growing.
2: When you say cultures, you're not referring to little things no, in no, petri no, not dishes. in agar
1: dishes or petri dishes. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. We're talking about the culture of the per place. But you see, the indigenous population they would have had things to stop coughs and colds or whatever. You know, they they would have they would course, have worked out what to
2: take. They may not have had
1: them though. They because this be. is you talk about Western
2: medicine, these are Western diseases. Yes, of course. Yeah. So the white yeah. man probably bought great,
1: horrid Well, they indigenous. did. They did. They bought, they bought all sorts of diseases yeah. to the Well, just the imagine
0: the influenza that hit Australia in 1914. 17. 17. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. It was because of the war, the First World War, and the death and mayhem on the fields the war fields that the actual influenza virus got a hold it wasn't able to be treated there was a the thousands of people all living close to well it, the vectors were there yep. bang sorry there
1: were millions of people died in the influenza epidemic yeah so it's uh but we don't have those sort of we do still get some sort of epidemics i guess like we the, the aids was an epidemic AIDS, well we AIDS. get pandemics yeah these are pandemics which seem to be we, we're just sitting
2: back and waiting for this thing that's happened on the other side of the world to catch up with us yeah yeah because we we've, we've become a well like a culture of typhoid marys because we fly <laughs> around so much
1: well that's is right the invention of the aeroplane of course means that we can travel so far so fast and so do our mm. illnesses yeah take your illness with you Yep. I always say we live in an amazing time because they have got all these things that they can keep your life so much longer. There was a friend of mine; she was, she said, just had something done, and I said, "Well, you, you're, you're living, we're living in such a wonderful world where they can." work out what's wrong with you and fix it. Well, we
2: know all about the germs and the the icky bits. Mm. And we've just discovered in recent years that we can throw stem cells at them Mm. and see what happens. See what happens. That's current research. Here, have a stem cell.
1: Yeah, drink it down like a beer.
2: (laughs) My latest cola drink doesn't have sugar, but it's got stem cells. (laughs) A diverse sound for a diverse crowd. Join 94.9. You're with Gordon,
0: Phil and Chris. they there, done that, join 94.9. Last week we were talking about conversations and people wanting to have their opinions recorded and expressed and recognised and by others, especially further up the up political the tree. Mm. Yeah. One of the things that happened back in 1963, on the 14th of August, was was the yucala bark Petitions. Yep. It was a land rights claim by traditional owners, and it actually led to the 1967 referendum and the recognitions therein. I suppose the conversation has to start with two people, but also it's a journey. We do all this symbolism, don't we? A journey starts with the first step.
1: That's something like that, yeah. One of the things and, I say.
0: And you can't, <laughs> in one great leap get from the beginning of an argument to justifying the argument and getting agreement of everybody concerned in just one step. You've got to go through a process. The Yakala people decided that they would record all their names of these people on one of their formal documents, which was a piece of bar. And also included in the middle of that was the European form of the petition. We, the undersigned, mm-hmm. make this statement and here's our justifications, bang, bang. Here's all our signatures. But they wrapped that Western document into their form of expression and that was presented to the Australian Parliament.
1: That's right. And nothing much happened about it. What <laughs> a
0: waste of effort. Well, well
1: look uh, at look at Alice Springs, the yeah. Uluru Statement.
2: You but know. if they're trying to merge modern western law with the the indigenous it wouldn't have been a written act would it It, it, no no there'd be stories passed down and maybe some paintings and stuff but trying to merge those two opposite concepts together in a document would have been impossible i mean it it was as you said the first step and later in history we've got the Marbo case and other things that have come along
1: they're, they're just small steps but i don't know whether you saw it a couple of friday nights ago um they showed a thing about the stars and and how the the indigenous people use the the space between the stars to make the animals and there's there's one that showed an emu and they said that when the emu was in the sky that's when you got the emu eggs and then there was another thing that happened that's when you went and did something else and it was all it's it they they worked everything out by the space between the stars not the stars themselves
0: Ah. Sneaky.
1: Very, very clever. Very, very clever. And this is a a race of people that, when the British first arrived here, thought that they were ignorant and stupid. But it was amazing that that, that, the. The indigenous people have been living in this place for so bloody long. They know everything that you could want to know about it. That their history is almost identical with the Bible history. They have that same sort of belief coming through with their own system, with the snake and the what have you. And it's very, very interesting.
2: But if you notice, there's, I guess a lot you see on on Channel Two that government officials in various regions are now asking questions trying to learn from the Indigenous right. Yes, right. Yes. on how to handle the land. And see, Aboriginals have been burning off oh, for millennia. They've always done millennia. it properly. And their respect for the land is not through ownership. No, they it, belong to the yeah, land. They belong to the land, that's right. So yeah. if we can, even in the smallest way, follow what learn they, from yep, them, yep, exactly we'll, right. we'll move forward. Yeah,
1: but um, it, you've, you've got to take a bigger brain power, I think, than what some people have to realise that this is the right way to go. In this country. Yeah,
2: but it's working on a local level. Yeah, We've just got right. to get it to Canberra.
1: But I'm, I'm pleased to see that they're also now teaching individual languages in schools to the children, yeah, which is wonderful to get the children to have, speak the language because there's 200 and something odd different languages in this country. Well, there was. Yeah, it's they, down to about 124 if they or something. Don't get like that. used. It, they it, fall. Well, it by. Dies, 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 away when the older people pass away, and they don't have the haven't passed the language on to the children because once upon a time their children were not allowed to speak their language; no. they had to learn English. It's a it's a long pr- process, but it's a good one, and it's something I've been saying that they should be doing for years.
2: On an unrelated thing, but mm. talking about language, there's a show on the weekends called. Barnwood builders.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And the language is from, I guess, the hills in Virginia. <laughs> oh <my laughs> they're, they're, they're not actually rednecks as such. They're but just they're, hillbillies. They're, they're hillbillies and they they used to be tobacco growers and all yeah. sorts of things. But the res- respect they've got for these barns yeah. and they build modern structures out of the, the wood that they reclaim. It's a fascinating show, but I can't think of an example, but some of the phrases I heard over the weekend yeah. were hilarious. Just... Well,
0: I hope that it's better than the one of the other shows that I saw, an Australian produced show. And all I can say is that their language was quite colourful, and I never thought I'd hear some of those magic, the magic voice words. bombs mm. uh, dropped on Australian TV.
2: Would this be a new show that's just appeared on a... A lesser network, without mentioning a number. There's a
1: there's a show on the ABC that goes on later at night time, about on Wednesday night at about ten o'clock, and the F word is dropped all over the place, and it's done by an Australian comedian.
2: Graham Kennedy would be rolling in his grave. Yes, Ah, I should have waited. All he did was a
1: crow call. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he didn't swear. He didn't swear. He had a crow call.
0: A birthday that we've got around about this time, 16th of August, 1943, was born Dennis Altman, the Australian academic and gay rights campaigner, a very deep thinker, a uh, resident of Melbourne. That's right. University recognitions left, right and centre known internationally as a gay campaigner.
1: Yes, but he also wrote a couple of books. Well, he wrote one book and then he he did a a rewrite of the thing to bring it up to date and he came into this studio here and I had the pleasure of interviewing him. Wow. He's a very nice man. Mm.
0: He's a very, very important thinker and speaker and a wonderful advocate for our community. Eugene Roddenberry... August the 19th, 1921. Who was he? Philip?
2: He was star trekking across the universe.
1: Oh. (laughs) In the Starship Enterprise. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Named after the actual Enterprise, wasn't it, Philip? Well, there was a
2: space shuttle named after the TV show's spaceship. The Enterprise space shuttle was a prototype. It wasn't an actual mission. So it it was flown up. It took off on the back of a jumbo jet and they dropped it and see how it would land. But and you, fortunately, it, it actually flies like a brick, hmm. but the computer, the autopilot, does most of the
1: flying. Yeah, but, but, but you see, Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump is now having something to do about um, we have to have a war in space or some bloody thing. Oh,
2: I think he watched The Muppet Show and saw pigs in space <laughs> and thought, I can do that. <laughs> well, he would be so, a peer. Oh,
1: dear, oh, dear. oh, sorry about that. I yes. think we've
0: had enough for today. Thank you very much, <laughs> gentlemen. It's about time for us to go. Is it and, really? Yes. What happened to
1: that the, hour? Well, exactly. Well,
2: we've we've been there and done that. Now yeah. we can move on. We
0: can go away and work out what we're going to say next, next week. We well, we'll well. hope you come and listen to us then as well.
1: And how do we? How do they contact us? Feel quickly.
2: You can send us an email, and our email address is been there at joy au. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.
0: Here's young. Madonna. No she's not. Mm. She's sixty year old.
1: And been young for a long time. She has been young for ages.
0: Sixteenth of August nineteen fifty eight. She's sixty.
1: Sixty. And she thinks she's British. (laughs) (laughs) No, she wants to go to Lisbon.
0: is a free service brought to you by joy 94.9 support joy 94.9
2: by becoming a member at joy.org.au
0: love radio joy is now on iHeartRadio turn us on anywhere
2: this podcast was produced by joy media you can support joy's diverse sound and diverse community this june by donating to joy radiothon 2024